so we'll get started. So Isaiah chapter 65, I'm reading just from the verse 1 to the verse 12, and then we'll switch over to Acts, okay? Um, so 65 says, I was ready to be sought by those who did not ask for me. And as, as we're reading this, 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 these are the words of the Lord. So it's being spoken by Isaiah, but from God. So he says, God was ready to be sought by those who did not ask for him. He was ready to be found by those who did not seek me. I said, here I am, here I am, to a nation that was not called by my name. I spread out my hands all the day to a rebellious people who walk in the way that is not good, following their own devices, a people who provoke me to my face continually, sacrificing in gardens and making offerings on bricks who sit in tombs and spend the night in secret places, who eat pig's flesh and broth of tainted meat is in their vessels, verse 5, who say, keep to yourself, do not come near me, for I am too holy for you. These are a smoke in my nostrils, a fire that burns all the day. Behold, it is written before me, I will not keep silent, but I will repay. I will indeed repay into their lap both your iniquities and your father's iniquities together, says the Lord, because they made offerings on the mountains and insulted me on the hills. I will measure into their lap payment for their former deeds. Verse 8. Thus says the Lord, as the new wine is found in the cluster, and they say, do not destroy it, for there is a blessing in it, so I will do for my servant's sake and not destroy them all. I will bring forth offspring from Jacob and from Judah's possessors of my mountains, my chosen shall possess it, and my servant shall dwell there. Sharon shall become a pasture for flocks, and the valley of Acre a place for herds to lie down, for my people who have sought me. But you who forsake the Lord, who forget the, the holy mountain, who set a table for fortune and fill cups of mixed wine for destiny, I will destine you to the sword, and all of you shall bow down to the slaughter, because I because when I called, you did not answer. When I spoke, you did not listen. But you did what was evil in my eyes and chose what I did not delight in. Amen. We will end there. So this passage really came up um, while I was in Ghana. And I think this kind of, it, it really speaks to us in this time that, that what we see is that at times God brings um, certain things to us to, to to have our attention be fixed back on him and the topic for today is really discussing repentance and also service for what for what it is that that we need to do um but what what we see within these verses here is that God continues to call as we see in the verse chapter one sorry as we see in 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 the verse one um, of the chapter 65 that God is calling right God is ready to be sought by people but there's a part of us that does not desire what God wants for us right so the first point that I want to make here if you guys are taking notes is that God is always calling God is always seeking after us but for some reason we don't want to listen and what is that particular reason that particular reason is that we feel as if we don't need God we feel as if we are better. We feel as if we're just fine. And when we when we speak, I want to put everything in context. 
Um, at this time, God was talking to the Israelites. But it's not only just directed to the Israelites. You have to think that everything in the Word still applies to this day. At this time, God is speaking to us. Right? When, when we kind of think about what's going on in, in the world today with the virus and everything else, God has shut everything down from, you name it, from churches to, to travel. Everything has been shut down. Um, and God is using this as an, as an opportunity to get people's attention to be fixated back on Him. Right? Like I said, we are a church and the church is not just a, a building, but the church is, is us, you and me as people. So when we're all gathered here together like this, it's important for us to, to, to really think through what then does God desire for us to do? And what we see is that God desires for us to repent. Right? God desires for repentance from the world. First, God calls and he calls and he says, here I am. And then we don't listen. When we don't listen, the next step then, as we see that, that, that there is judgment, that there's things that God is going to use to try to bring our attention to him. And that may be in the form of illness, that may be in the form of um, sadness, whatever it is that God needs to do to get our attention, he's going to do, right? Because the people who God has called to be his, right? God, God chooses us. And when he does that, he's going to do anything um, that needs to be done in order for us to be with him. So I think that's the main thing that I want to say about this piece here. For you guys, the Kriya has done a wonderful job of really taking us through everything related to the virus. Um, as she said, yes, it's important. Make sure that you guys um, stay safe. You know, you wash your hands. All those things. Don't take those things lightly. Um, most of you guys are on, on here. Are, you guys are quite young and you have really great immune systems. I'll tell you that, yes. But keep keep in mind the people that you live with, right? You probably live with parents or older siblings and those guys are a bit older than you right that are maybe a bit more susceptible to the virus so if they ask you to please be careful or to use hand sanitizer or to wash your hands whatever it may be please just be respectful of that so that though you may be fine you know you don't get them sick um because it's more difficult for older folks to recover so i i want you guys to kind of keep that in mind um but keeping in mind here also the spiritual aspect of this to anything that happens in the physical there's a spiritual aspect to it as well what's the spiritual aspect to the coronavirus as we see here the spiritual aspect being that there is a call to repentance there's so much evil in the world there's so much that we've done there's so much that we've sinned against the lord that god is going to do anything to get our attention back to him anything that he desires and it says in the word that, you know, even the waves and the winds obey God. So how much more coronavirus, right? So God is in control of everything that's going on. There is also hope within these passages that we see. When you see towards the bottom, it says within the verse 9, I believe. Sorry, within the verse 8, it says, you know, as the new wine is found in the cluster and they say, do not destroy it for there's a blessing in it. So I will do for my servant's sake and not destroy them all. So rest assured that, you know, God has got you and God knows what is best for you. Um, I, I want you guys to not live in anxiety as, as what Akia was saying, um, but rather knowing that everything that the Lord is doing 
he has you in mind and it and and ultimately the goal is to bring you closer to him so this kind of leads us then to the acts chapter two um which i kind of want to talk about what our focus should be as we are staying within our homes as we are not going out as much what our focus should be so if you guys would journey with me on over to acts chapter two um verse 42 to 47 and I'll give a little bit of time for that because I know it may be a bit, it may be tough to find, but um, Acts comes right after John and right before Romans. So if you go to the New Testament and you go Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, after John you get Acts. Um, so let's go to Acts chapter two, verse forty-two to forty-seven. If you're there, say amen. If you need more time, say hold up. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Amen. So it seems like we're all there. Good. So I will read the verse 42 to 47. Um, and then we'll continue. So Acts chapter 2, verse 42 to 47 says, And they devoted themselves to the apostles' to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common, and they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as they had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to their number day by day all who were being saved. Amen. So, Amen. to give you kind of background on this, the church, of, of maybe give you a little bit of church history, the church started essentially with 12, or you can say about 120 or so. And Jesus sent these people out into the world to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them. Um, and what started out in, 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 in an upper room of just a few people has now turned into a billion number population by those who profess to say that they are believers. Back in the day, how churches used to work, how churches used to happen is that they, were, they, they would happen in, in homes. Um, they didn't necessarily have um, all these big, large church buildings, as, as you see, that, that, that we have these days. They were very small in numbers. And because of that, when the church was so small, it gave them the opportunity to do a couple of things. The first thing it let them be able to do is it let them be able to get to know one another a bit better. And the second thing is that it also allowed them to, each of them to be involved one thing that I want to tell you guys is that the opportunity for us to play church has been removed by the coronavirus. We can't just show up to church just to show up to church anymore. There's no point. There is no church to go show up to. But there is something that is still important for us to do. And that is how do we serve God in the time of when we are apart from one another? And we see that here in the verse 46 to 47 where it says, And day by day, attending the temple together, 
they receive their food with glad and generous hearts, um, breaking bread in their homes. So they went house to house. Back in the day, churches were happening from house to house. Very few people gathered together to just kind of worship God. So the point that I'm trying to make here, guys, for you is that in each of your homes, you have either you have parents or you have um, uncles, aunties, you have grandparents, you have siblings, right? You've got all these people in your home. And what I want to tell you is that God is calling you because not, not, not all of your siblings, not all of your friends, not all of those guys who are in your home know Jesus Christ. And even if they do, none of them have a close relationship with God. So there is a challenge now. And the challenge for each of you is, what will you do in your home so that somebody in your home will be blessed? Somebody in your home will be blessed. Somebody in your home will come to know God closer. All right, the opportunity, the, the handicap that we have, which is called Sunday church service, which is a handicap to many, because if you think about it, guys, when we would show up and everybody would just sit down in their seats, right? And one person would be talking. But now that's no longer an option. Now it's we, we now we have Sundays, now we're home most of the day. Um, so it's, it's on us now. It says back in the day, it, it says within Hebrews that, you know, by now we should be on solid food, but we're still on milk. And we and, 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 and we, we know the we, we know the main things, we we know the basics, we know the things that we've learned, the foundations, let me not call them the basics, but the foundations of our faith, that we are justified, you know, by by by, by faith alone, in Christ alone. All those things that we've taught and we've learned so far. How do you use them now, guys, to encourage one another in this time, in this trying time while you are home? And I want you guys to kinda of keep that in mind. It's it's a challenge out to you. That as you're home, will you just sit around and play video games? Will you just sit around and talk to your friends? Will you just sit around and be on Instagram and all these other social media platforms? Or will you take this as, a ch- as an opportunity to stand? Will you take this as an opportunity to grow in your word? Will you take this as an opportunity? All the excuses that we, that we ever had have been blown away by the coronavirus. The excuses of, oh, I'm busy with school. The excuses of... Oh, I've got practice, I've got this, I've got that. I'm pretty sure even if those things are still going on right now, that they are on a much lesser scale. So the challenge is here. We always, we always say that, God, we want to make more time for you. God, we don't have enough time. I wish if I just had more time. Well, brothers and sisters, the time is here. The more time that you desired is here. And I want to challenge you and ask you, you don't have to answer this, but... What have you done so far in that time? In this past week where most of you guys, I believe, have been home, what have you done in that time? Um, so spend this time growing in your word, right? Spend this time breaking bread with your, with your brothers and sisters. And that's just having lunch, ha- m- m- making food, learning about one another a bit more, right? Loving on each other. Those things are so, so, so important. So this is kind of... Is go, I've completely gone off script um, because I was supposed to just stay on Isaiah, but I think Acts here really, really telling us and really going off on 
um, what it is that we should be doing while we are home is really important. I don't want you guys to just sit around and do nothing. I want you to see this as an opportunity. In anything that happens, tragedy, anything that that's going on, there's always an opportunity. There's always a blessing that God wants to give us if we are careful and we will listen. Right? There's something that, that, that God wants to show us. And I believe what God wants to show us in this time is that we are all called to serve. You guys all have a gift of some sort. If it's not necessarily just preaching or teaching, you have a gift to serve one another. You have a gift to serve the people that are in your household. So how will you serve those guys in this time? You've got all the time on your hands. How will you serve? Amen? So today's message, as I promised, would be short. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty much most of what I have for today. Um, I want us to have, as, as I, just to summarize, you know, having the focus on, ha- having the focus on repentance, seeking that from the Lord, praying for the world. Guys, continue to pray for the world that many people will come to repentance. When we, I'll, I'll say this, and this may not be the most politically correct thing to say, but I would rather have somebody die in Christ than die in their sins. Die, die in Christ than live in their sins. And just to die later on, a hundred years later. Whatever God needs to do to bring that person to them. And I want to be sensitive about this. But, what, but when we have an eternity mindset, we need to know that the greatest tragedy, the greatest affliction, the greatest injustice within this world is what we have done and how we have wronged God. So having that repentance on your mind is really, really important as we go forward in life. And also, when things like this happen, it's an opportunity. So now we have an opportunity, guys, an opportunity to take on those reins, to be the people in our households who take God seriously, right? Each of you guys have a Bible. And if you don't, let me know. I'll order one on Amazon and ship it to your house. Each of you has a Bible. Read it. Please, I beg you. I beg you. I implore you to, to take that seriously. Um, spend time. Do quiet time. Do Bible study with one another. This is such a great opportunity, guys. This is probably the longest spring break any of you guys will ever have. Hopefully. Um, so that, 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 that is, the, is the challenge there. Not to beat the dead horse. Um, but those are the two things that I want to leave you, you guys with here. So we've gone through Isaiah chapter 65, focusing on repentance, and Acts chapter 42 to 47, which is more focused on what then can we do? We see what the disciples were doing. We see what the early church fathers and mothers were doing. They were gathering together. They were breaking bread. They were worshiping. They didn't have a focus and emphasis on a church building per se, but the focus was on each other. So, beloved, let the focus be on your brothers and sisters that are at home. Let the focus be on your parents. Let the focus be on the friends that you can contact over phone and just do Bible study with. That is what's really key. So, with that, I will close us in prayer. Um, and then I'll take questions after that if there are any comments or thoughts that you guys have, okay? We have about 15 minutes or so left. So, let us pray. God, we thank you so much for your message today. 
Um, thank you for allowing us to just share and have this time together. Lord, we don't take any of it lightly. We don't take any of it for granted. Father, we ask of you to continue to just shape us and be with us in this time, in these trying times. Help us to live a life of holiness. Help us to come before you, to just love on you, to just give all our cares and our worries to, to cast all our burdens, all our anxiety to on you, Lord God. Father God, we pray so desperately that you heal this land, that you bring many to repentance, and that you bring us to repentance, God, in the ways that we have wronged you. Jesus, I pray that you quicken within us a passion, a desire for your word to continue to read, to continue to learn. And if we haven't started to start to read and start to learn so that we can share with one another within our own homes and that when we get together and we gather once again, when all of this is said and done, God, we will be stronger and not lazy and not and not weaker. So God, we thank you so much for your everything that you've done, for keeping us, for watching over us. Please continue to just have us moving in the direction that you desire for us to do. We thank you, Lord God. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O oh God, our rock and our redeemer, in whom we trust. Like the saints say, amen. 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 amen.